squared by Silvio P. That's me and E. Marquez. And we do phenomenal ethics. What's up, y'all, and welcome to a new, a new podcast called uh, P.E. Squared. Whatever you want to put it together, but it's P.E. Squared, and I'm E. Marquez, and I want to introduce the man that makes this show go, and that's uh, Silvio. What's going on, bro? What's going on, brother? Talk about yourself a little bit, man. Let the podcast world hear you for the first time. You know what I mean? Like, you coming on here. People know who I am a little <laughs> bit, but let's get a little bit of Silvio. Man, thanks for having me, first and foremost. Thanks for uh, for the invite. Thanks for even thinking about bringing me on. Uh, it's been a pleasure knowing you. We, we met. Uh, when we met, I was telling you that I'd come out of the military. I did seven years in the Air Force as a Air Force cop. And uh, we met. We've been... Hanging out ever since, trying to figure things out, enjoying life, and it's uh, it's, it's good to be on your podcast. Thanks for having me on. So we know here, so we know this, so we get it clear. This is P squared. So Silvio and I are doing something where we're gonna see if this works. If this two two man team works here, and uh, if we can get it off. If we can put it together, this being the pilot show, uh, I think, personally, I think it's no-brainer, but uh, we're going to go ahead and and see uh, the dynamic, what, the, what, what dynamic we bring to each other and what dynamic we can do for our show. And that's what it is. It's going to be a no-nonsense. Uh, you're going to hear us fight. We're going to talk shit. We're going to be on, on, on the same page. We're also going to agree sometimes, but we're going to disagree sometimes. No hose bars. Not gonna be like, oh, that's my buddy. We're gonna just no, no. He has opinions. I have opinions. But we just want to make sure people just understand what Chicago guys do, how we do things, and at the same time, be you know, have fun. You know, there's nothing wrong with having fun. So, with that being said, I'm gonna take a little break, real quick, play some tunes, and come right back. Silvio, come right back. Let's do it. Y las pistolas suenan pan, 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 Voy a conocer Fran, 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 Alright, now we're back over here. Now we got some topics that we want to knock out of here. We think that these will be some uh, good topics to talk about because of a lot of stuff that's going on. So we're going to try to keep this show under an hour. Um, and I, what I like to do is I like to do everything correctly the first time so we don't have to edit anything. 
So eventually we'll do some vlogging, we'll do some video stuff. You see our mugs on uh, on, on on video, and uh, but mainly this is what we're gonna do: just talk about general topics. I'm the sports guy, and uh, Silvio is like the family man, I guess. So we'll we'll do. <laughs> That's a good one, I guess. I'm just a man of the world, baby. I'm the man of the world. All right. So <laughs> the first thing I wanted to talk about, and we we kind of touched touched on this before, is mainstream media, right? So. I have opinions. Silvio heard them. Uh, I'll bring my opinions out later on. But Silvio, give me your just basic, you know, just your basic thoughts of what the mainstream media does. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a good intro there. We do have different points of view. And, you know, you're you're not a family man yet. I, I am a family man. I got two young kids. Uh, been married now uh, five years. You know, my, my wife for 10 and I've gotten to see different parts of the world, different cultures. I'm bicultural. Uh, I identify myself as a American Mexican. I was born and raised in America. My parents are from Mexico. And so how that ties into your question is that media to me is just, it's a resource. It's why it's called a news source. It's a media source. The job of a responsible adult or even a person who's interested in, in any faction of media is you just get your opinion you know you get a little bit of what they say and from there you draw your own opinion it's not it's not supposed to form your opinion it's supposed to inform your opinion uh, helps you get a different perspective on you know whatever vantage point you might want to have and in this day and age where we're so tribal uh, even the media is getting caught up in the mix it's always been that way, but now it's it's even more divisive. It, everybody's trying to pick a side. You know, we're starting to label things as this media or the other. So I think media, is, again, in short, media is just a, a resource where you inform yourself and you get a little a little bit from, from every avenue you can and, and helps you form your own opinion. For me, I think the media is, you know, the media – they become the National Choir. Now, if you're, if you're from the 90s and 80s, you know about the National Choir, Star Magazine, up on the grocery stores, and Aliens, and all these tabloid stuff. I think the new media, or the mainstream media, has become that. You know, they want to sell copies. They the mainstream sell media. I think the mainstream media has become that, yeah. And what, what do we, what, well, let's start with the baseline now. What's, what is, you know, for, for, not just for the public, but for our own baseline. What what is mainstream media? What are, what are we calling mainstream media? Do uh, we, we research that on Google? C, no, no. I think mainstream media is CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, um, BBC America. That the mainstream media where it's where it's looked. Uh, newspapers: Washington Post, New York Times, um, New York Post. Uh, you know those Al Jazeera's now mainstream media. Um, the the YouTube and news on the YouTube or doctors and Joe Rogan and all these people on YouTube, that, that's not mainstream media. I think that, that that's just basically for the selected few. You know, there's I think it's fans. I am not a proponent. I mean, I can care less about these conspiracy theory guys, you know, the flat earthers and the no, we didn't really land on the moon. And, you know, 9-11 was a hoax. The hoax oh, of, Alex Jones is not uh, a no. good source for you? No, man. O'Reilly? Oh, <laughs> but like, like, like um, the Holocaust didn't really happen. Rush? 
that's what I'm talking about, bro. Like, it's like those those guys are just that. This is what like Fox News has attached to themselves to that. CNN has been on this crusade to just prove Donald Trump to be just the worst thing ever. Well, he goes off and he says a lot of stuff, but CNN just feeds into it and they make a lot of mistakes by feeding into it. You know what I'm saying? Like they feed into that stuff and he's the one that's kind of like, well, you know, later on, two or three months later, he goes, well, you see, fake news. And they feed, they, they like get themselves trapped into it. I mean, I'll give you an example. Jimmy Kimmel was talking about how Mike Pence, the vice president, um, he went off and he grabbed an empty box to go do like a delivery. He was doing a joke. He just grabbed an empty box to say, oh, I'm, you know, since I'm the vice president, let me grab that empty box. He was being sarcastic. But real quick, Jimmy Kimmel was over here talking shit about him, making another joke about it. And then here's CNN, uh, MSNBC and CNN kind of piggybacking NBC. They piggybacked off it. They all look stupid. And they, again, they make Trump and Pence look like they're victims here and kind of like, you know, it's, 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 they're, they're piling on against these guys. You see what I'm saying? Even though we sure. know, even though we know or, or we see, you and I see, and, I'm, and I have no idea of your political views. And my political views are, I, I'm a progressive middleman. I'm a progressive liberal, but I'm also, a, like, I like things, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I like progressive, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, let's make, if it's a good idea and it's a way to make money and help the youth or, you know, get the young people in, involved, I'm for it. But again, I'm not no staunch Republican or Oh, I gotta be liberal, 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 or no, no, Democrat. No, I'm, I'm strict. I'm to the left, but I'm not far left, weirdo, crackhead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, well, at the risk of wanting to label and throw around names, I, I'm not a big fan of <laughs> of name calling and labels. So you, you know, you fit whatever label you want, and that's up to you. But you know, I'll just backtrack a little bit and tell you that mainstream uh, media, to me is a resource again right yeah. and so you've got yeah. to figure out you know let, let's dig a little bit to your point let's figure out who who's who's really their yeah. their their main provider like the at&t the comcast uh viacoms the turner all these other titles that are out there you know one of the things that that you remind me of since you're, you're bringing up cnn in particular cnn is just an outlet right fox is just i mean these are these are shows you can tune into you can tune into them as much as you can tune out of them Right. And so in this day and age, mainstream is what we choose to to believe. And that's where I feel the that's biggest problem comes in. You know, if you're if you're nitpicking what CNN chooses to put in its in its, you know, in its in its news uh, reel that day, you you can have an opinion on it. Uh, and that's the way it should be. They're, they're presenting sure. an opinion. And my problem when we, we start calling things mainstream or not is that you end up having uh, the, the, you know, to your point in some ways, the ability to uh, label some of these other sources as mainstream. You know, Trevor Noah is not mainstream. No, he's uh, right. He's a comedian. Colbert. Right, right. Uh, Kimmel. Right. Yeah, I see where you're going. You know, these, you know what I mean? These guys aren't, but they're being taken out of context because they've involved themselves in this, you know, in this media frenzy. And that's so another sector. Point, you know, and that's another right. sector. Well, like right Bill now, Maher. that's what we're yeah. doing. Right. Right now. Right. Bill Maher. Right. Right. Uh, Samantha B. You know, there are a lot of talk, talking heads out there. 
And it's not like it used to be. You know, Jay Leno and, and David Letterman, they, they made political jokes. Oh, but Car- not Carson was the best. Johnny Carson was the best. Right? But I, I was young, though, for that. You were, I think you were like 20. Well, that, <laughs> but, yeah, but that's – and yes, yes, sir. And that's the point, though. You, you know, you make a fantastic point is that that's what could make this idea, this concept you have, uh, you know, make sense to some people. We, we're, we're different age groups. Uh, I'm going to be 45 this year. I'm a family man. I live in the suburbs. You're you're not right. And I'm 39, gotta, and I got a young wife, and I do a whole bunch of stuff. And, yeah, we're we're polar opposites, but then we think the same. I mean, right? And we're, we're polar opposite, but we understand where we think, where each other's right. Things. Yeah, and we and we got to establish a baseline. This isn't, you know, my goal in trying to have any conversation with anybody, and God bless anybody who who listens to to this podcast or anything we put together. I'm not here to persuade you. I'm not here to convince you. I'm not here to debate you. I'm here to try to exchange a thoughtful uh, exchange of ideas to understand when you say, hey, mainstream media is this. I'll say, "Okay, well, you know, the facts are mainstream media is this. We can't, you know, extrapolate from that. Well, CNN is mainstream. No, you know, CNN is something that we can tune into. ABC, CBS, NBC, the local stations, those are local. And that's Uh, good because I am because I am I am. I do want to debate. And I do want to get yeah. in there, and, I, and I'll challenge. You know, I want to challenge opinion, but you know, I don't. I don't care if people think like me. I actually don't want them to think about right. me. I think it's a lot more fun that way. But don't give me those stupid ass fucking answers, because then we're gonna be well, going. This, <laughs> well, that's the problem, though, is that you know, <laughs> when we when we want to debate, you know, other human beings for the sake of debating, that's where you know, and I call it a problem. It's not. I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean like, hey, Eric, you got a problem. I mean. It's problematic when you want to have a conversation with someone and they say something that challenges your own ethics, your own morals, whatever it challenges, whatever level it hits you at, it, it challenged you. And all of a sudden you want to turn it into a debate. You know, that's yeah. fantastic if that's if you've got the patience or the time for that. Right. But, you know, I, I want to value my life as much as I value yours. And if I'm going to take time to talk to you or anybody else, that's that's time. Yep. Right. Yep. You know, I mean, you're not paying me. I'm not paying you. Well, we're, we're, we're well, hopefully you start getting paid because it is so easy there. Right? But, but we're investing. <laughs> yeah, but this yeah. is an investment, right? Right, right. This is an investment. And if we take the time to invest in each other, let's do that. But if you're going to debate me on, on something simple like, well, CNN, mainstream or not, then we're going to you know waste a lot of time. Well, I, what I mean, we can, going to the listeners, what we can right? Do is go, yeah, but we can't go into what you brought up because I like what you're saying is that what do these media outlets – end up you know becoming victims of so you know you said cnn feeds into and becomes a victim in some ways of some of the the stupidity that's out there and they kind of go back and forth and they you know they get into it with 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 the president you know the president has got to do what he's got to do and 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 i and i don't favor his 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 antics uh i don't think he's doing what's best for the country Mm -hmm. uh and i think he's got a a narrow vision Mm -hmm. but cnn calling him out on certain things just turns into what you're saying. It turns yeah. into a back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah. Is no, it helpful? Exactly not. Exactly you're right. It's not helpful, and it doesn't work. And the one that looks the worst is CNN because right they gotta they gotta waste their time picking up the pieces. You know what I mean? And then they gotta start news cycle, or then they gotta start news. And I question what they do, what do they pick as news? Like I do, I really do question that. The one thing that I like suggest is, or I'm thinking is. People out there, regular people, not us, 
because you and I, we're going to get through our topics, you're going to get through our opinions, and then we're going to debate about them, sure. But out there, there's there's a whole bunch of people that we're going to run into or we're going to talk about or people that talk amongst their, themselves. Debating issues, yeah, once it starts getting emotional and once it starts getting political and all that stuff, yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's, it's patience and your line of thinking of, well, I'm wasting time and time is money and you're not paying me to have this conversation, you know? Right. And yeah, those well, people you know, out there thinking that way. Yeah, that's true. And and you can get a lot of stuff done if you just don't worry about it. But again, you know, like these media, I think the media is influencing a lot of people in in they, they want to send a message. And and when I say media, I mean MSNBC, CNN and Fox, right? Washington right. Post, New York Times, Chicago Tribune. They want to influence the masses. Well, they're they're forgetting the narrative, and the narrative is they have to inform first, and then you can go ahead and you know give your opinion and do that stuff. Like inform first, and then give your opinion. That's why I'm thinking that it the disconnect because you got Don Lemon on CNN just telling people, well, you know what, this guy in the White House is an idiot, and then he puts his face down on the ground, then he like sticks his nose in the air. And then he's over here talking about how, well, he lied last week. Okay, Don Lemon, what is your point? You know what I mean? Well, here's like, my debate, though. Here's, here's my debate. Not to cut you off, but no, just let sorry. me throw this at you. Right? Let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. You're, making, you're making a broad, broad brush here, right? You're painting a, a picture with a broad brush. CNN has a lot of content, and I'm not going to even defend them. I, I, you go in there, and you can look at their website, and they actually do offer uh, content. Mm-hmm. Newsreel is different, though. What you're talking about here, that's what sells, right? So they want viewership. They want people to get hooked. Right, and right. so what I like what you're bringing up is the sensationalism, right? right? So let's call it what it is. Let's, yeah. hit, let's hit the, the baseline. because that's if, my you know, point. Let's remove, let's remove the CNN word because it's, it's become a four-letter word. You know, it's, it's all of a sudden somebody says, oh, CNN, ooh, we know where you are. Yeah. We know what you know. You know, so whether it's uh, three letters of Fox or CNN or anybody else, they're all looking for viewership, right? Mm-hmm. So this podcast, as far as I'm concerned, I would love it to hit viewership, right? I want to go viral tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the reality is that's it, it is that simple. Somebody's sitting up in an ivory tower saying, "How do we poke and pick at certain people?" So all of a sudden we get talked about. Yeah, and that's a great where show. the problem is. You're right, right. Right. There's a great show on Showtime. It's it's uh, the Roger Ailes story. Mm. Right, right, right. And which, by the way, if I haven't told you already, I'm going to have to tell you. You're going to have to get a lot of this stuff because I'm going to send you a lot of clips. And you're going to have to watch some Showtime clips and HBO clips and Netflix clips. And because you're going to need to be basing your making opinions on them just to let you know. So you can be prepared for the show. But I ain't watching shit. (laughs) Showtime's got that Roger Ailes. And you know, Roger Ailes is, do you? Mm -hmm. The the Fox News guy. And oh yeah, he was a tycoon. He's tycoon, a media right. mogul, right? And media he's, mogul, and he's the one. And 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 he said it. He said when he went from CNBC to Fox News, he said we need viewers. And how we're gonna go viewers? Let's just go to the right. Let's just go lean to uh, the right. You know, Republican media. Let's be Republican, pro Republican, Republican. Even if we don't got the answers, let's sensationalize it, just like you said. And what is he doing? He let they lead in. They lead in um, cable news, like for the last two, 15 years, they've led in cable news. Why? Because the right 
is the senior baby boomers, and they they stay at home all day watching Fox News. You know, the retirees, you know what I'm saying? So they got the viewers locked up. Well, you know, but, but again, you know, you're, you're going specifics that I can't back up. You know, I don't know that factually. What I can tell you is that I like your point. They've got viewership. They got they got people who follow. Uh, and you're right. They've they've had some good uh, reviews and 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 it's been a leading broadcasting network and all that other mm-hmm, shit mm-hmm. Uh, or stuff. I don't know if we, you know how we're looking uh, about uh, no, we're, this, our language here. But it's okay. Kids can listen, but I'm expecting their their parents to be parenting <laughs> them. <laughs> but. You know, I think they're, uh, and I'll stay away from the foul language only, you know, in, in cases where it's just the word encompasses the meaning of everything. You know, it's just sometimes, you know, media is there to to grasp on to, in my opinion, uh, people who, who are at times probably, and this is going to, uh, you know, at the risk of insulting myself, the most ignorant people will latch on to one source and give it the credibility that it's the end all be all. Right. And, and that's the problem that I have with media, whether it's mainstream or otherwise, you know, you, you, if you don't, you know, this is where I I don't want to insult anybody and I want them to open their eyes. This isn't persuasion. This is just a thought. If you were investing in anything, whether it's the stock market or in life, you don't just put, you know, where all these cliches come from. Don't put your eggs in one basket. You know, you don't, you diversify. Mm-hmm. You always had to diversify in life. And that's just what gets you through life, you know. And so if we, you know, if we look at media as another avenue where we have to diversify, then you can be a little more uh, informed. But the, but the reality is it doesn't work that way. Yep. And yep. people tune into what they, what they like. Uh, it's always going to be that way. We we do have all these people, whether they lean left, right, center, whatever the, the labels they like to throw around. I'm not a fan of them. I know they exist, and I know they're there, and I know they fit. Uh, but the reality is, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. So, you know, whether you call it a safe space or you just call it common ground, mm-hmm. that's what you're looking for. You want someone to give you factual information on something you're going to believe. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, the media that's out there talks to me because i believe that we've never been to the moon and i mean that in somewhat sarcasm but i'm, right. I'm giving an, an example right. if i don't believe we've landed on the moon all of a sudden i find a news outlet that says uh we've got five thousand followers and we know we didn't land on the moon and let me show you some evidence well guess what i'm gonna feel at home i'm gonna go wow okay yeah, i'm not the yeah, only I one i see what you're saying i see i see you i see it yes yes I see what you're saying. So it, it's hard for Fox not to get those kind of numbers when all of a sudden, whether they're baby boomers, millennials, or wherever they fit, because you've got people like me and you yeah. who are like-minded in many ways. We might, you know, we might have a problem here or there. We might have a real deep divided issue somewhere. But at the end of the day, we, we, we have enough in common where if I look at you and go, hey, you got to hear Fox, bro. They've got really good stuff. And you start tuning in, you go, well, all right. And you keep tuning in. At some point, that's all you're going to tune into. Because at some point, you're looking to go, what was he talking about? Why does he think this is good? And you're going to keep on tracking until you go, oh, okay. I, all right, all right. I, I'm cool. I'm with it. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, no, that's a good start. That's a good start to this podcast. We're going to take a little break and come back with a little one that I think I'm going to blood. I'm going to boil uh, Silvio's blood here. So uh, check out oh. a couple new tunes, and uh, we'll be right back. Girl, I 
countryside Park this truck in the pale moonlight And get the stars up in your eyes Now we're back to the next segment, which uh, we kind of had to, uh, you know, get it a little, get it a little, eh, a little controversial now. But I mean, I think it is, but maybe uh, Sylvia doesn't. So the next one is being a military man that you are. Do you find it offensive or are you cool with? Um, the medical professionals being called frontliners in this pandemic. Right. That's a good one. That's a nice, that is a controversial topic somewhere uh, throughout America, I think. And my time in the military, it's just a thankless job. And it's something you sign up for. I was just talking to one of my uh, fellow veterans and, and he was in a different branch and we we talked about, again, I'm Air Force. I did seven years and deployed two times to different parts of the country. Uh, I'm sorry, in uh, different parts of the world. And and it's just a different feeling, you know. And so one of the biggest things I remember hearing was, well, nobody forced you to sign up. And so when you call these first responders and frontline, you know, Medical people sacrificing, yeah. you know, they're that's what they are. You know, and we're trying to pay some respect to them on some level. And uh, and I think it's well-earned. I think it's deserved. And I think we should do that more often. I think we should do it less with words and, and commercials and, and praise and seriously start to look at our healthcare system and, and wondering why, you know, at times there's an easy cliche that fits. You know, you get what you pay for. And right. if you, you know, don't value nursing and doctors and we start putting anybody in there, uh, you're going to get a a healthcare system that's that's really fractured and so in many ways they've earned the frontline status just like we did in the military we had right. you know people who volunteered to do that job they got there and some of us uh gave some and and others gave all it's just it's just how it works and unfortunately uh as controversial as it can be it, it's not painful to, for me to hear that that they're getting their respect. Then that's know, good. I a lot respect of them put that. their lives on the line. I respect that, but you know, I respect that because initially, before I asked you that question, my thought is, <clears throat> as a civilian, mm. I, I can't compare them. And my wife is a nurse. My mm -hmm. wife is a nurse, and she's a beast. And there's so many amazing medical professionals. And to be honest, the medical professionals overcome the healthcare system the healthcare system is shit but sure. these medical professionals there's a lot of great ones and they do a lot of good work they truly do it there's a lot of bad ones too bro there's right. a lot oh, yeah. of bad doctors <laughs> but honestly it works in life you know there's bad apples in everything we do there's oh, but, bad yeah, cops but, there's bad apples there's bad apples there's just bad human beings just sad state of affairs but it's the truth but that but you know 
but there's a lot of bad ones. But the same token, you know, man, they're. I respect them. I do respect them, but I cannot. I just cannot call them frontliners, and the reason being is because military men, military women, from the longest man, we go back to the Revolutionary War to, the, you know, the war. Um, you know, all wars. These frontliners, they were going in there. They were either gonna die, or they were going to get maimed and hurt. That's a frontliner. A person that's going in there that has, not only do they not know what's going on, but there's a real good chance, 80, 70, now that this is a world of statistics and shit, 70, 75% chance of those people dying, bro. That's a frontliner to me, man. But I respect these medical professionals. And I mean, I respect the military men a lot more. Uh, a lot of a military, I respect, I mean, I respect all the same, but I have the utmost just like the way some people look at sports celebrities and actors and shit. That's the way I look at the military. To me, they're, they, I'm starstruck when I see military and I'm around military. And, and that's my, because they they do shit like now as an adult, as a man, I probably could do that. But when I was in that 17, 18, 20, 25 range, bro, there's no way I could have done that. No way. Not, well, not see, that's where no you, way. That's where you make a beautiful point. Let me, let me, let me just throw this at you. The same thing you're talking about, whether you go back however far you want to go. But in my experience in the military, everything you just explained is what frontliners or people who are in the medical profession right now are on either YouTube or, or Facebook, wherever they are, but they're venting. And they say the same things that I heard in the military. And I don't want to mock them or make fun of them, but that's exactly what was happening to a lot of us in the military. You can get training all day and you can make plans and theories, but when you get in the mix, it all changes. You know, people have quoted Mike Tyson, you know, everybody has a plan. So they punch it, they get punched in the face. You know, every, you know, there are a lot of good sayings out there, you know, Churchill's and Eisenhower's and, and, so on and so forth. There are a lot of great people out there who have said, or who we've elevated in society as great people who have said, you know, memorable things. But the reality is at the end of the day, I'm going to remind you, we're just humans and we make things work or we don't. And it's the fight or flight that gets in us. And nobody that I've ever met uh, who's in the medical profession, uh, I can tell you, even even if I had a poor opinion of them, they still did a job that I wasn't going to do. You Mm -hmm. couldn't pay me enough to be a doctor. You couldn't pay me enough to be a a medical professional because Mm -hmm. some of the things you have to see, some of the things you have to do, some of the things you have to live with that can, that can take its toll. And so just like military, uh, that's why I'm okay. If they want to call, if people want to call them frontliners and they want to pay respect, go for it. All right, cool. Uh, Do they deserve that? I don't know. Okay. Okay. That part right there. That's a tough question though. Do they deserve it? That is my question. Do they deserve it? And, 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 Again, that that is the question now. But the fact that you respect them, I respect them. I respect. If you respect that they're called frontliners, then I would respect it. I would take the word of a military man. But I still, I the the debate is deserving because man, those frontliners in the military, the shit now now probably is different because 
There's other ways to go to war, and they show that in Iraq. But still, there's still some cats that are driving those Humvees that are getting blown up, and they're getting shot at with, you know, by snipers and stuff, and they're roaming around with no protection, and, you know, they don't know the areas, and they got to go in there to either, you know, pull off of, uh, uh, you know, change out a, a battery for one of their packs, their hearing devices that they have in the field, or they got to go get an, an armed personnel, or they got to, you know, they, they're on a mission to go send, just deliver a, a, a message to another base or another uh, convoy. Well, those guys, man, you know, and then Pat Tillman would get, you you remember Pat Tillman, right? Oh, I love him. He's one of my, you know, and I'll throw a story in there, not necessarily related to Pat Tillman, but uh, I didn't get the honor to serve with him. I was in the Air Force, and, and as, as one of the inspirational uh, people in my life, it was one of the reasons why I was drawn. I joined uh, shortly after September 11th. I was in and, and, and took my, swore my oath on the 28th of September. Uh, and, and it was the main reason why I wanted to join is to do my part for my country. And there uh, you go. But I'll tell you a, I'll tell you a story that was similar to what you're explaining was I was uh, I was deployed and there was this, this young buck talking to somebody and I happened to overhear him. And so it caught my ear and he was just kind of breaking down. He was he was upset that he was in a convoy. The convoy took a hit and we lost you know, valuable military members. And he was upset because when the convoy got hit, the groceries they were running were all over the road and he couldn't get that image out of his head. He said, we lost valuable lives. I knew these guys and they are now dead because we were delivering ketchup packets. And that's all he kept saying at the end, you know, his, it was like, he just couldn't get that image out of his head that he'd lost his buddies because of ketchup packets. Wow. And he just couldn't wrap his mind around that. Wow. And, you know, this is kind of what, to me, brings up the controversy, whether you want to call them frontliners or not. Exactly. You know, exactly. people are being people are being callous. You know, people are like, oh, well, who cares? I'm young or, or COVID didn't do anything to me or why should I wear a mask? You know, just think about the frontliner. Think about the person who was going to, like you explained, whether it's a, in a, a situation uh, you know, there are more places in Iraq, and God bless, I don't mean any disrespect, but there were places that people went that we don't talk about. They went into these places. They didn't know what they were doing. That's the same that a frontliner in this in this conversation, these medical people right now, that's what they're doing. They go to work, and they don't understand what's, what they're going to be confronted with. Mm -hmm. And and essentially, you're being confronted with people who either wanted to have a house party or wanted to go to the beach. They come down with, with, with a virus, and they expect to be treated. Well, that's what we did in the military. We went somewhere and we were expected to deliver and be there and put ourselves in harm's way when we had no control over that. It was politicians who made up these these idiotic uh, agendas. And then we had to go out and try to, to make it work. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, do they deserve being called frontliners? You know, with all due respect to them, I think they need to be called heroes. Yes. Because, uh, you know. That that may be somewhat what, what people are trying to blur together and bring some sensationalism to their job and some respect and some recognition. I don't know. I just think that calling them frontliners, if that brings them more attention uh, and hopefully gets them what they need, great. If it helps repair the healthcare system, great. But in my experience, uh, it's just a flash in the pan. Right now, it's uh, you know, it's here today and gone tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that, that's the thing to me. That's the that's the one thing that I was like, man. And and you would be the greatest, you know, you'd be the, the, the ideal person to bring that up to. But that's good. 
it's good. And the one thing I want to finish the point about Pat Tillman is he gets recognized as being this. I mean, he's extraordinary what he was able to do, play NFL football, uh, went to college football, played at NFL football afterwards, was an all-star, got paid $40 million, just signed a contract, 9-11 happens. He goes, quits football, goes, serves his country, in three months becomes Green Beret. And it's like, what the, this guy's remarkable. He's out there and he doesn't want to be treated any different, but he's like a supreme, you know, he's a supreme soldier. He dies over, uh, uh, he dies over a friendly fire. It was an unfortunate event. I was, you know, was kind of deterred that they're trying to cover it up, but all in all, he's still in, he, he was still a hero. But again, you know, those guys get all the accolades, right? But that's the beauty of military men because, they get out accolades in the in the in the military women also, but all of them they they get the accolades, but it's okay. You know, I'll give this purple heart, I'll give this gold heart, or I'll give all these accolades to the, my next military buddy or my guy in 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 the in the in the fox in the foxhole, and that's why that's the that's the difference. That that right there is the difference. What makes these guys tick? But again, I can't. That call, might be true. I can't call my that wife a frontliner. I can't call my wife a frontliner. And she would be the one hey. to say she's not. But I call my wife a hero, though. She's legit and but she's a pro. That's where, we, that's where we'll have some controversy for sure when I tell you this. Not everybody shares your point of view. No. Uh, no. Some, people, uh, some people despise the military and what it stands for. And some people who were in the military end up uh, very hurt by what uh, became of them or, or what happened and how they were used and abused and thrown out like, you know, I mean, hell, condoms get better, you know, treatment. But uh it's just, it's, it's part of a system and, you know, serving your country in a time of need, uh, is what makes you a frontliner at the end of the day. And so God rest okay. his soul. Pat Tillman to me was, a was an awesome Ranger who, who lived, uh, the Ranger motto and, and who, you know, God bless. I, I don't know him well enough to speak, uh, highly or poorly of him. I just know that I know his memory, uh, uh, what was presented to me. And that was something I valued. Uh, just a, to me, he was an extraordinary, I wish I could call him an ordinary man who just jumped up and put his pants on one leg at a time. But, you know, I've been through uh, training and I've seen uh, what it takes to get to special ops and ranger level training. And uh, I've known a few rangers. I've known a few Green Berets. I've known uh, some operators. I wish I could tell you I was still friends with a lot of them and that kind of stuff, but I just, I've known them. But to me, what you said earlier, a lot of them to me were the superstars. They were the real, you know, I mean, I'm in awe of Michael Jordan. uh, He's probably the only athlete I've ever, you know, been in awe of in that sense, uh, where if I had the chance to meet him, I'd probably just be be starstruck. Uh, But everybody else, I understand they have great ability. You know, it's nice that they can do all these things and they can do things that I can't. And I know that, but, uh, I was never in awe of anybody as an athlete more than I was of special forces uh, and guys who, who could do that. And there are, there are women now who can do that, too. It's not to take anything away from women, but uh, the reality is in this day and age, what we're talking about here, especially uh, medical personnel who are doing their job uh, at the end of the day, nobody, you know, what can I tell you? They, they signed up for it. And they're heroes. Do your job, do and they're well, heroes. And I, yeah, and, and you're heroic for it if you can stand up to the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got a president right now who can't stand up to the moment, and he's falling flat on his face. There's nothing heroic about what he's doing. None. And so yep. that's, that's what makes it difficult in that conversation. If you have a person who's a medical personnel and they just can't live up to the moment, 
well, they'll get swept up in the, the, the fanaticism of calling them heroes. But the reality is there's some people hiding in a closet right now who don't want to do their job because they're scared that they might get COVID. And, and, and rightfully so. That's not a, that's not no, a problem. You can't hold it, it, it against them. You can't hold it against them. But again, you know, you, you, you know there's, there's people out there that you can count on. All right. And mm -hmm. now uh, that's a great segue because uh, when we come back, I got another topic that you mentioned, Michael Jordan, and you uh, did that. So we're going to go into my world a little bit and uh, we'll see how you can uh, stay afloat. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Baby, you a song. You make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. See, I know how to segue, baby. That's how it goes. All right, now we're back, and we'll go to what Silvio brought up. And we, um, if you guys heard him through the break, he's over here um, praising himself about doing a segue. You know, it's his first show, guys. You got to give him a little, you know, give him a little break. You know, he can toot his own horn a little bit. So, <laughs> so as you guys know, <laughs> as you guys know, I'm E. Marquez, and I have a podcast called Caught Stealing with E. Marquez, and it's a baseball podcast. I also have uh, a generic which is uh, generic, the world of knockoffs. A world is a knockoff, and that's another podcast that's everything but baseball. And then, um, so I am a sports guy, and I'm an extreme sports guy, so I do a lot of stuff with, with sports. And the one question that I brought up and the topic that I want to bring up is the current situation with uh, Major League Baseball. There's no reason why Major League Baseball shouldn't be back or shouldn't have a, debt, a, a date a said date um, where they're going to make to try to come back. Now, it's, it's tentatively July 4th. But in order for that to happen, they got to start by June 10th. They have training. They got to get everybody in line. They got to get all the teams to the right spot. They got to know their structure. They got to make sure they're either going to play in one city. Players don't want that. They want to be with their families. Um, you know, they, they want to be in their, in their home city. And they want to be able to travel. Major League Baseball is structured where there's no American League. It's 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 Major League Baseball. There's no American League. There's no National League. It's just Major League Baseball. Uh, they just moved the Braves over to where the Cubs, White Sox, Twins, Royals, Cardinals, and Tigers will play. And they moved the Pirates over to where the Yankees, uh, Red Sox, Tampa Bay Rays, Marlins will play. So the, so the Major League Baseball has been trying to do some things. But the big thing here is that Major League Baseball is telling the players and the Players Association and the players have a really strong union. And they're telling the players you have to take a pay cut. The thought process is in March, there was a new CBA that was constructed. And that was that the players were going to get paid 47% and the owners were going to get 52, 53%, something like that. Well, and they, they hammered all, all the stuff, and they signed, and they're ready to go. New CBA. Pandemic hits. Now the owners are saying, we're losing one-third, and to more teams, even more than half our revenue streams when there's no fans. So that being said, we're going to have to either go 50-50, or you guys are going to have to take a third of a pay cut. 
So the players are like, no, 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 no. Just pay me my prorated rate. I'm not going to get paid for a whole season. If I'm making if I'm making $20 million a year for a whole season, I want $10 million. And that's where their, their heels are dug into the ground with that. Well, the situation to me is nobody can be, okay, the Major League Baseball will be fine if there's no baseball. The, the fans will be pissed off if there's no baseball. But the players are the ones that are going to be hurt the most because they lose one year off of free agency. Chris Bryan becomes a free agent at the end of 2021. Well, if this happens, he won't be a free agent to the end of 2022. And on top of that, what are the likelihood that he's going to get a $250, $300 million contract when they're not certain that fans are coming back to the games, especially when they have this billionaire versus millionaire debate and they don't even play baseball this year because they can't get their own heads out of their ass. So I ask you, Silvio, what do you think about millionaires and billionaires fighting over this stuff? <laughs> well, that's a beautiful way to put it, by the way. I didn't, you know, I didn't even come across that thought process of billionaire versus billionaire. <laughs> because I, like I knew that. you were going to be like, fuck baseball. You know what? I go watch it. I have a beer with you, but hey, it ain't my cup of tea. <laughs> you know, I love baseball, actually. I just don't, you know, I, I, I look at what you're talking about as a fantastic uh, and, you know, you came at this with something I didn't even, I didn't even so kudos to you. I'm a professional. Uh, you know, I'm a professional, bro. Come on. Right? You you do this for a living or something. But, uh, you know, here's the way I've, I, you know, when you look at that, the way you're constructing that argument, billionaire and millionaire, uh, one of the biggest problems that I have as a non-billionaire, not even close to a, a 100 air, uh, <laughs> is that I, I'm currently unemployed and looking for work in a, in a moment where, you know, I won't have an opportunity to make a living. And so if I boil it down to a micro level and I try to put myself in a position where I did have a job and they were telling me I had to take a pay cut and I still expected to perform at the best that I, that I had to, uh, I would probably be on the side of the millionaires and uh, understanding that their concern is, uh, how about me? Who's going to look out for me? How am I getting paid? Uh, I'm still expected to go to work. I'm still expected to put on the best uh, performance that I can. And you have someone in a, a billionaire position, uh, for lack of the specific titles, but we'll call them the billionaires, who are concerned about the same issue. And so I won't ride the fence too hard on this one, and, and I'll try not to sit on the pine. Uh, but, you know, you've got to understand baseball is something that is important to someone uh, at a level where because there's no baseball, their life was impacted, not just the people who are millionaires and billionaires. I don't think we need to have fans back this year. I do think fans will come back to the game. It's like saying the flu, you know, the Spanish flu, whichever flu you want, but the, whatever COVID was, was around, another one will come back around. Uh, we just have to weather this storm. And and I think what, what I do like, another thing that I like about what you said is that if they just get their heads out of their asses for just this brief moment and say, look, let's just stick to what's the CBA. Let's right. get the season going. There you go. Let's just get it. Let's get it going. What work the, the, the details out and try to make everybody as comfortable because you're not going to make everybody happy. Right. Another cliche there. Right. Right. But sports will, will, will play a, an integral part of helping uh, not only the athletes, the millionaires or the billionaires uh, kind of get things going again. 
But, but it will also help the the yeah the conversation that's in, that's been going on is that people, you know, I'm not too affected by it as what I think. But the reality is my routine's different. And mm-hmm. so there are no sports on TV. And whether I watch sports as fanatically as you do, uh, which I don't, but if I did, I would say, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do with my life now? You know, there's no sports on TV. Man, there's so many things you can do. Read a book, pick up a magazine, go, you know, uh, go cut the lawn. I mean, <laughs> there are things you can do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for me, and, and for, pick up a Zoom chat or something, right? For me, the thing but, for me is they need to, for, the one thing is, like, I mean, it's simple, bro. Uh, uh, Amazon has been doing this for years, right? The reason why they don't pay a capital gains tax is because they're showing that, They've lost a lot of money growing their business for the last 20 years. So now all these new profits are finally making them profitable or making them break even. So they show no profits for these last couple of years until recently they start showing a major profit, right? Well, sure. That the, the owners can do the same thing. The owners can go off and say, look, for the next foreseeable future, our capital gains tax, you know what? We're not going to be able to pay on it because we haven't made money because of COVID. So we're going to call, say we're going to report a loss, loss, loss for three years. In those three years, pay back the you know retro monies, whatever a ten million dollar players owed, a five million dollar, an eight million dollar prorated, and pay them back their monies within a five to ten year span. Look at. I don't know if you remember Bobby Bonilla, a player that he played with the Chicago White Sox. He also played with the New York Mets and the Miami Marlins. Well, Bobby Bonilla has got the greatest contract in sports history, and he hasn't played of in the major leagues. He hasn't played in the major leagues since two thousand and one, bro. Two thousand and two. He's still getting paid, and he's still and getting, getting paid. Good. Paid. He was a he was a pirate, baby. That was uh, that was my yep. man, Bobby Bonilla. Yep. And he's still getting great, paid. And he, great mustache. He gets paid one million a year until year 2035, 20, 20, dude. So just imagine. I mean, Bobby Bonilla's fine. He says, "Okay, you know, you don't want me to pay. You don't want to pay twenty million this year in two thousand and one. Pay me in the next twenty years." <laughs> yeah. They so I mean, you know put a little something on it. Yeah. If they can, if they can do that to that, you you can easily control this. That's why I say, the, the, you know, you know, to get their head out of their ass. But anyway, let's move into the next one, right, right quick, because you know we want to shorten this up. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna line it up for you guys out there because you know you guys have heard us hardline it. We talked about some sensitive stuff and we talked about some cool, you know, some some real real um, tough topics. But let's line it. Let's let's soft line it. You know how they say, "What's your prized possession?" Well, let's go back and let's go to your unsung hero possession. Meaning that one thing that you always find yourself using, you don't really need it, but you do need it, but it's easily replaceable. But that's the one, it's, it, it, you know, it could be maybe a trusted fork, uh, maybe a pair of shoes. It's an unsung hero. It's something that you're just like, ah, give me another one. But I'll give you no, you've gone to like 15 of them. But you always need that thing. It's your unsung hero. What would you call your unsung hero, Silvio? Man, that's a good one right there. Because <laughs> you know, first of all, I gotta throw I gotta throw some uh, some 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 promotional out there um, for those of you listening from Manscape. You know, one of the things that's important is is keeping yourself, you know, Manscape. So uh, that's one of those unsung heroes. Is, uh, as you get older and, and body hair starts going to places you don't need it or your hair, uh, you need to keep it trimmed. So 
that's a that's a tool. That's a that's an unsung hero. But for me, uh, probably my my secondary uh, and, and and probably tied for first is actually my shoes. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, in your feet are, are, you know, as I like to say, it's a spata power. You know, you got your, your feet, they give you the power to do it. And so, you know, uh, before cars and everything else, you had to walk around. And so comfort is important, you know, and uh, for those shoe sponsors ready, you know, I'm ready to help out. And uh, I'll tell you one of my favorite lines right now that I keep uh, gravitating towards are, are the Hoka's. You know, so for those Hoka sponsorships out there, Hoka's comfortable shoe. What is that? What is, I never heard of a Hoka. What's a Hoka? A Hoka's a beautiful shoe, man. It's a it's it's a gym shoe, uh, and it, it borderlines on you know some people might call it an orthotic gym shoe. But what, what? How do you spell it's it? H O K A. Okay. Okay. And it's it's not a you know it's not an inexpensive shoe. It's expensive uh, again, shoe then. It's an expensive shoe, but it's it's out there. It's got you know it's got a good uh, reputation. Now, don't get me wrong; it's not the the one and only. I, I'm speaking to my sponsor right now and doing my bit for uh, Hoka, but there are other there are other shoe lines out there, right? I mean, you know, Nike, Under Armour happen to be some of my favorite uh, products to use. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I pretend to think I'm an Under Armour uh, spokesman because everywhere I go, I've got my Under Armour gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of their shoe line. Uh, I have not found a shoe as comfortable uh, in terms of its structure and how it's made to, you know, for performance. Now they got different levels of shoes, you know, for training, for CrossFit, all those kinds of things. And so it's just another shoe line. Uh, but at the end of it, the unsung hero for me are shoes. Shoes, huh? Because they can easily be sponsored. They can easily be replaced. You need them where yeah. you go, and they feel good when you need them. I mean, that's a great. That's a, that is a great unsung hero for me. My first unsung hero would be a, my pencil or pen. Like, I use a lot of pencils. Surprisingly, mm. bro, I use those number two pencils a lot, dude. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But I, but I need a pen and pencil. And, man, you know, they have this thing where, you know, I couldn't be a student now in college because you had to take your laptop or your iPad and you had to take your notes on there. I couldn't do it. I would need a pencil and a notebook, bro, because that, that's just, it just gets me. It, it almost completes it. It almost, you know, ironically, you dot your eyes and cross your T's with pens and pencils, but it does it for me. It's like an icing on a cake. It is. It, yeah. it, it, it's, it's pretty good. Well, anyway, there you one. go. There you go. Hey, man, there was a that was a great show. That was very seamless. I don't. If anything, I'm probably gonna edit. Nah, I'm not even gonna need to edit. It's it's already a done deal. We're putting it together. This was. Classic. Um, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The P two or P squared, and uh, you are um, you're welcome, Silvio. We'll any final thoughts, hits, bro? Right? Any final yeah, thoughts? Yeah, let's see what kind of hits we get here. It's just uh, P squared. I think is is something that if it speaks to the people, I want to hear from you. Uh, you know, let us know if we should put some more uh, content out there specific to what we talked about and. Um, you know, maybe we could even get into topics such as, uh, you know, what, what your favorite uh, brand of liquor is and or what your favorite sport is. You know, this is a, this is a good topic. It's a good, a good pilot uh, kickoff, and, and I look forward to doing more, and I look forward to hearing from you. Sounds good. All right, there it goes. Uh, check us out everywhere. We'll have our Instagrams, and we'll have everything loaded up. I'll give you all that information. Remember, share, um, uh, share likes, uh, 
subscribe. Make sure you're on it. We'll be coming back. We'll be trying to do a show once a week. Uh, if not once every 10 days, should be good. And um, it should be good. Thanks. Give them what they need. Give them what they need. Someday I'd be something more than just a boy in a photo road with you.